0: Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? Then let me teach you a lesson. And welcome to the Backseat Directors Podcast I'm your host as usual, Andre Hutchins And this is episode 34 Our 34th movie review And we are very excited to bring this movie review to your listening ears I am joined today by a regular co-host Ryan Nevin from the Life of Films Movie Blog Ryan Nevin is joining me all the way from the UK And uh, very happy to have him back on the podcast And uh, let's go ahead and just get things
1: going Cheers, man. It's, yeah, it's good. Good to be back, as always. It was a pleasure.
0: Yeah, well, there's a reoccurring theme. Anytime there's a movie uh, <laughs> involving, I guess, uh, um, England or Britain or British actors, I, I think you're the go-to guest now. <laughs>
1: yeah, it just, just seems to be the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it's good though because you'll help me uh, translate, you know, the, their their accents and actually understand what the dialogue is <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> like,
1: likewise, likewise with uh, with the statesman.
0: Oh yeah, I, I know, right. <laughs> (laughs) I needed some subtitles to understand what they were saying sometimes, too. (laughs) Okay, man. Well, hey, Ryan, dude. It's good to have you back on. Um, yeah. You know, as uh, in the normal podcast go, you know, anytime I have a new guest, we do the guest questions and things like that. You know, one of the things I've been really striving hard to do is get my um, record time down, like under an hour. <laughs> my, yeah. You know, when I first started the podcast, I wanted to try to keep it at like 30 to 40 minutes. Well, I've been struggling to keep it under 60 minutes, but... You know, you you've been on multiple times, so we're gonna skip the get to know you questions. Obviously, if people want to know what Ryan's answers were to the get to know you questions, just go back to episode, I think it was episode twelve, um, and that, yeah, yeah, that was our review of King Arthur. That so, was yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen it again? Have you tried watching it again?
1: I've not, I've not yet. Um, I usually wait for films that I wasn't massively fond of um, in the cinema when they come on, like. Um, I think you are equivalent to your cable or something like that. Or digital? What do you have over there the TV? When you have like a billion channels? I know, right? That's <laughs> all so ours is called Sky. So it comes over here. So I wait. I wait for it to come on there, which is never usually that long. I think it comes out on Blu-ray and then probably well, maybe three or four months after it'll be on. It'll be on TV. So it's, it's not. It's not a long wait to be honest.
0: Okay, so out in the UK, do you guys have video rental stores
1: still? Um, no. No, we don't. We had we had Blockbuster, which I believe is a was a worldwide thing, wasn't it? You had a block. Do you have Blockbuster over in America a long time ago? Oh, yeah. It's been it's been a while since the last Blockbuster store was
0: open. I think I think the last remaining Blockbuster store in the U.S. that was open, but I think it closed this year, was in Alaska.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, that was that's we had Blockbuster, and that was our only video rental store, really. And then yeah, that got that got closed down as it as it went bust.
0: Yeah, so what what a lot of people do here, and what's what really put I, I honestly think put a lot of those um, video rental stores out of business, um, you know, just alongside digital streaming and things like that. Yeah, was this company called Redbox? I'm not sure if you've heard of Redbox. Right. Before, okay. But yeah, if you ever come over to the U.S. and you stop at any really any gas station, any McDonald's, any grocery store, they have this. It's like a vending machine, but for movies. And, okay. and so their, their whole business model when they first came out was, it was a dollar rental for a DVD. So you rent it for 24 hours. And so every, ever for every 24 hours that you have the DVD, you pay a dollar. And so, um, so yeah, so it was pretty good, but the price has gone up a little bit. It, I think it's a dollar 50 now for a DVD rental and then it's right. $2 for a Blu-ray, but it's for 24 hours. So you have to return it within 24 hours or you get charged again you know, a dollar fifty or two dollars, or okay. whatever. Yeah. So, so that's how, do you,
1: how did you return it?
0: So you just like you, how, in any kiosk, any any Red Box vending machine that you find, you can you don't have to return it to the same one. So like you could you could rent a Red Box. Um, let's just say you, so let's say you you get a Red Box in New York City and you're flying to L A. So you rent it for the plane ride. When you get to L A., you just find another Red Box and you were you can return it there. So you don't have to return it to the same one.
1: Right, and yeah. what happens if you go over?
0: Oh, then they'll just charge you again. So, <laughs> so it takes your like,
1: so it takes your like card details, does it? B-
0: pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. So that's uh, that's what a lot of people do for renting, or uh, otherwise you just you can. I, I don't know. I think a lot of people use iTunes to rent movies and things like that. But yeah, all right, all right Ryan. Well, good. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, get things going, man. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and introduce this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents. This week's movie. So this week's movie that Ryan and I will be discussing today is the sequel to the first Kingsman. This one is Kingsman the Golden Circle.
1: Movie details.
0: The dust is now settled since the Kingsmen saved the world from billionaire tech genius Valentine and his evil plot for global genocide. The Kingsmen have filled all vacant positions left by their fallen comrades and even have a new Arthur to lead them. However, an unknown entity known only as the Golden Circle has seized power on the global stage. With the firepower and know-how, the Golden Circle has crippled the Kingsmen who must now seek help from their American cousins across the pond. Kingsman The Golden Circle was released in US theaters on September 22nd, 2017. It has a running time of 2 hours and 21 minutes. It is rated R for sequences of strong violence, drug content, language throughout, and some sexual material. Um, parents, do not bring your kids. That's all I'm going to have to say for this one. Uh, Kingsman The Golden Circle stars Taryn Egerton, who reprises his role as Eggsy, Mark Strong as Merlin. Pedro Pascal as American secret agent Whiskey, and Julianne Moore as the evil drug lord Poppy. Notice how I didn't mention Channing Tatum though, as one of the starring actors, and I'll explain why in the movie review portion with Ryan. Uh, Kingsman: The Golden Circle is written and directed by Matthew Vaughn. Born in London, England, Vaughn has also wrote and directed the first Kingsman installment, uh, The Secret Service. Vaughn is also very well known for his directorial work on movies such as Stardust in 2007. Kick-Ass in 2010, and X-Men First Class in 2011. Kingsman the Golden Circle had a production budget of an estimated $104 million. And with its box office debut in the, U, uh, in the United States, Kingsman brought in over $39 million domestically, which is a good strong showing for a, fir- for a film that is hoping to validate the production of a third film in this franchise. Now let's get on to the movie review. Backseat Directors, movie review. Okay, Ryan. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this movie review. So I want to know, and you and I, we really didn't have much time to talk about uh, the original Kingsman and your thoughts on that movie. But tell me, tell me what you thought of the first Kingsman. So it was uh, what was it called, Kingsman and the Secret Service? The Secret Service. yes. Yeah. So what, um, yeah, what do you think of that movie? Did you like it? And uh, I guess what were your thoughts leading into the new one?
1: Um, well, I had quite high hopes when the first one came out because I'm a big, big Matthew Vaughn fan. Um, x-men first classes in like one of my top 10 favorite films of of all time so oh, it's, really um, really yeah 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 it's, it's, a, it's a one of those one of those quirky ones for for multiple reasons and um, maybe we'll go over that a different time but um so yeah as you can understand and oh and kick ass i love kick ass as well yeah um so i was like it led up to I was really excited um, didn't know I think that um, Taron Egerton, he was he was obviously a bit unknown, but obviously Colin Firth is a brilliant actor, and I love Mark Strong as well. So leading up to going to see that, I was like, yes, this film's going to it's going to be really good, and the concept seemed cool. Um, but then I was I was disappointed, to be honest. I found it it very quite silly, and just just didn't grab me. And I think it was I think what the problem is is that um, the lead Exe. Uh, just, just doesn't, just doesn't do it for me to be honest. So, sadly, that, yeah, I, I wasn't too, too impressed. So going into this, I didn't feel like there really needed to be another one personally. But obviously, it made, it made enough money for them to warrant to make another one. And, um, and I wasn't massively interested in it. But I went to go see it because again, I like Matthew Vaughan and and it's, it's one of the blockbusters of the year as well. So I think many people go and see it. But, um. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had the exact same feeling that I had coming out coming out of the first one. What about, what about yourself?
0: Yeah, so my wife and I we recently watched the first one, um, just because we, uh, she was gonna come with me to the new Kingsman, and um, and I, and I liked it okay. So I I knew just from seeing the trailers, you know, of that first Kingsman movie that it it definitely had a different kind of vibe and a tone for being a spy movie. You know, yeah. it's, it seemed like they wanted to do it, just the whole story, the whole narrative. It was it was going to be like taking 007, you know, the James Bond movies, but like yeah. modernizing it and making it cool and making it sleek and like very stylized mm. and, uh, you know, just different and unique. And I think they were able to pull that off in the first one uh, to show that, you know, we're going to take a lot of those uh, very typical tropes and things that you would expect from like a James Bond spy movie yeah. But, but we're gonna make it fun and funny, you know. We're gonna throw some things in there that're gonna make you laugh, and it's just gonna be different. And so I I liked it enough. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's you know my favorite spy movie. Um, you know when when I think of really good spy movies that I really enjoy, obviously James Bond, but more recently, and mm. one that my wife really loved too, and one that you you convinced me to watch was Man from Uncle. I think yeah. I think Man from Uncle. Honestly, if if people are gonna do a you know, kind of like a more modernized spy movie, even though that one takes place in the sixties. And I say more modern, I just mean, you just kind of the dialogue, the action sequences and things like that, you know, to kind of make something that's different than your typical James Bond movie. Man from uncle is the standard. That was an incredible movie. I love that movie. Good enough Mm -hmm. to buy. I recommend that movie. So King, the Kingsman movie was just, it was just unique. And so I guess if I were to give like my recommendation, if that one was still in theater, I would say it's a maybe wait. So I think it's worth seeing at least once, but um, you know, I I, I probably won't go revisit it anytime soon. So my expectations going into the golden circle, I didn't really have any expectations. You know, I know they were going to bring in a lot of big name actors, even more so than the first one. And, and I thought the, you know, the storyline of, okay, now we're, we have the Kingsman, this secret spy agency in England, and now we're going to introduce the secret spy agency in the U.S. and have them work together. I thought that was interesting, and I did want to see how that was going to play out. But other than that, yeah, like I, my expectations were pretty minimal for the Golden mm. Circle. So, all right, man. So you just saw this recently, so just this weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. So my wife and I we were able to go see a screening just uh, just about a week ago. So I think we saw it last Monday, and we're recording on Monday now. Uh, so what was your first impression after seeing the movie? What'd you think?
1: um well I, I was actually i was actually recovering from a cold do you get colds over in america is that a thing like oh, oh yes yeah we get colds. you do you get colds. <laughs> yeah yeah so i've actually and that day was like i knew i had to go six i knew i was recording this with you and stuff like that and i really wanted to see it um for different purposes but i was i was feeling pretty pretty rubbish so i was i think i maybe i wasn't watching it in the right frame of mind but I, now i've come out of my cold a little bit i, I still think i was oh I, yeah I, I thought it was not the best of films personally i thought it was kind of just it was it's, it was just so i use the word in my review that i wrote it's just so overwhelming with so many different things going on it it really was just just a just a mess i honestly like it's i i found it really hard to write my review because there's just so many different things going on all the time and the action is like really on overdrive it honestly it was it was it was it was mental what what did you think of it
0: (laughs) you described you described my my initial impression of the movie exactly so the words that i used to describe kind of my first take after i walked out of the movie was sensory overload it was overwhelming (laughs) it really was like yeah everything that was presented in the movie was was over the top you know Mm -hmm. from from the action um (laughs) to (laughs) to the villain to the heroes you know just everything was over the top and and you know it it i you know and even though in some parts of the movie i really felt like it lagged and it just kind of it was just dragging its feet and it felt kind of slow and it once it picked up it was just like i don't know man it was like fast and the furious but times 10 you know just like yeah. way too much yeah that that was my my initial take of the movie after we walked out so Okay, so, Ryan, I'm going to do something different, and this might this might be, uh, <laughs> you might be happy about this, but, so I decided, when there are movies that I just really don't like, it this might be a precursor to my recommendation on this movie, um, I think it's valid, and I think it probably requires us to talk about spoilers, so. Um, and this is this is the spoiler warning for any of the listeners who are listening right now. Ryan, I am giving you free game to talk about spoilers in this movie because I do want to talk about some spoilers. Yeah. You know, not, not massive spoilers, but just no. things that I really think need to be discussed because I I hated this movie. I really did. Did you? <laughs> yes. No way. I, I, I think it was a far cry from the first one. I think what they did in the first one was different and unique, and I think... I think that alone was able to help the movie kind of stand out, and you know, for people who who like the movie, they were you know maybe really excited to see this one. But dude, I I did not like this movie at all. So, no
1: way! This I think this is the worst. I think honestly, I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts. I don't think I've ever heard you be so, so dislike something so much. It's like you really really didn't like this film.
0: Well, there's been a few movies this this year that I've seen that I. I just – I know I will never watch again in my life, <laughs> and this is one of them. I, I honestly I, – I have no desire to ever see this movie again. No, I same, really don't. Same. So, Okay, man. So let's – okay. I have some specific critiques that I want to talk about, but to, uh, you, you go ahead. Go first, and uh, and I'll try to just follow up okay. with anything that I think uh, maybe uh, we, we haven't discussed. So go ahead.
1: Okay. So if we're doing the spoilers, but we we're obviously going to spoiler-heavy. Um I like. I didn't actually. I tell you what. I'm what I'm gonna do. Actually, I'm gonna spice it up a little bit. Is I'm gonna tell you what I did like about the film because okay. we've we've got we've delved straight into being it quite bad. So I'm gonna actually tell you some of the points I did actually like about the film. Okay, well, is yeah. one. I think that's just just kind of spice it up a little bit. Is I liked Julianne Moore's character Poppy. To uh, I thought that she was was really weird and really creepy and was meant to be like that and played that off quite well and was quite a unique kind of character. She's kind of like a Stepford wife kind of thing going on there. And I, and I liked that. I liked her. I didn't like her stupid robot dogs that she had, which <laughs> didn't look real. They looked, the CGI in that was like, so, so bad. I've played computer games that looked more real than those dogs. And, yeah, that was bad. Never designed those. These have a hard look at themselves because they were really bad. But other than that, I liked kind of the, yeah, the Step 5, and she was kind of obviously made her henchmen do some, some pretty disgusting things, which made me cringe. So I felt like she played that she played that part really well. So I give her credit to that. And I also liked the the statesman. In the sense of, obviously, the the Kingsmen are very British. They're built around everything kind of very stereotypical British, and I liked how they managed to kind of take that over and do something similar in a um, in America. And obviously, like cowboys are very stereotypical American and lassos and, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, li- I liked that, they, that that like like that part. So they're probably the two things that I I would say that kept the film somewhat alive for me there was two interesting bits so that's that's the only two interesting parts yeah other than that
0: well yeah so uh, no and and i like that i I actually you know (laughs) because the kingsmen and what the kingsmen present on screen is probably what most people in the world think of british people you know like (laughs) it it is very stereotypical and my wife she leaned over to me in, in the movie and she's like this is exactly what the world thinks of Americans, huh? We're just we're just a bunch of alcohol drinking cowboys, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Whiskey. you your the cover up is like is a whiskey manufacturer, isn't it? And yes, like ours, yeah. ours is a is a tailor's. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I think you, they probably had you'd had fun. I know it's all based off of actual comics and stuff, so it'd have been fun to probably create that. Um, and to be honest. If it seems like they might be doing a third one, so it'd be interesting to see what maybe what other country that they, they stere like <laughs> stereotypical, you know what I mean, like try and get that. Um, so that would be interesting. But um, but yeah, what they're the only two points I liked. Everything else I thought was just mental. I think I'm not sure how much this might have rubbed you up the wrong way, but the the Trump esque president did that. Well, obviously yourself, did, that was very that was weird, wasn't it? Okay, so oh yeah, and so
0: this is I was surprised. If you remember from the first movie, when Valentine, who's played by um, Samuel L. Jackson, when he's yeah. meeting with the president in the White House, it only shows the back of his head, but you only assume it's President Barack Obama, right? Yeah. So you, you, you just assume it's Obama because it, it's a black president. He kind of looks like him just from behind. And so I'm surprised that, yeah, so this the the president of the United States of America in this movie, his... his persona his beliefs it's very Trump like you know um, yeah and and I, I was surprised that they didn't make him look like Trump that I, that was one thing that I was fully expecting I thought i like, line
1: no that didn't, that no I, I thought you I thought so. they would
0: have I really did I, look there's not too many people in the world that really like Trump right now and there's not too many people in the U.S. right now that like Trump and so I, I'm surprised that they did I thought they'd get someone you know maybe not like a complete look-alike or or doctor him up in a lot of makeup to make him look like Trump, but yeah, like he definitely was meant to be kind of the Trump president. Yeah, I I yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that. So okay, so the things that I liked about the movie, again, I I liked most of the action sequences. There were there were a couple I think that were just a little over the top and just kind of I don't know. I was just rolling my eyes through a lot of them. But I really liked the beginning of the movie. I really liked the the car scene did you like the car chase i thought that was fun
1: i to a certain extent i just i felt like it was the action in this for me was was kind of hard to focus on what was going on and that's my problem so i kind of yeah it was just like when he was like out of the car in the car out of the car and the problem is for me is it switched from cg cgi to non-cgi to cgi non-cgi and it was like camera angles and it was kind of i saw what they were kind of going for But for me, for me, I was like, I I didn't enjoy it, to be honest, it was because it was just so, so all over the place. I couldn't really concentrate what was going on because it just didn't stay still for like, the camera didn't stay still for like two seconds. Right. It was just kind of all over the place. And maybe for one action scene, fine, I'd do something a little bit different, but I felt like every action scene, it was just the camera. Would not stay still, so you could absorb everything. It was just moving around all the time, and you're like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to take some. If anybody uh, gets motion sick, uh, you, you might you might want to take a, a, yeah. a pill or two to <laughs> make sure you don't. Yeah, maybe uh, get sick in this movie. But so, I mean, I, I personally, I, I thought some of the action scenes were fun. I really liked the car sequence. I, I thought that was good. Um, I, I like so Taron Egerton. You know, I, I didn't know him from before the first Kingsman and I haven't seen him in another movie since this new Kingsman. Um, but I think I think he's a good actor and I think he has potential. And so when I see him in this movie, I, I just I feel like it's a movie that, you know, he's he's deserving of more of at least more serious roles. I think he's shown me enough in both movies that he's an actor that I would look forward to seeing in other movies. And so I feel like, yeah, his his character is Eggsy. I just I don't know I feel like he's better than that and so I, I I like him in the movie I think he does a good job with his character I just I hope to I just hope to see him in better movies in <laughs> better movies yeah. than Kingsman. Um, oh let me think you know I there honestly wasn't too many highlights that I did had you not like, did you not like Poppy? So I liked her character I did not like casting Julian Moore. that no? that no I I just. I don't know, she just I've seen her in too many different kind of movies that when I see her in this, and it maybe is the way that they set her up, because this is one of my critiques. I okay. One of the thing okay, here here's a highlight. This is something that I, I did want to say. One of the things that I do like about both of these movies, even how outrageous these movies are and how silly the stories are, the the plot of the villains are very believable. So if you remember back from the first one, you know, what, what, uh, Valentine was trying to do that wasn't totally out of the realm of possibility and his logic mm. about it was very sound, you know? So like, yeah. it's something that, that I'm sure a lot of people think about and maybe not a lot of people, at least people that are maybe a borderline psychotic, I guess, but, <laughs> but then you have Poppy, Poppy, who is this worldwide drug leader. And she just wants her drugs legalized, right? That's not, yeah. that's like, this is not unheard of. And so like what she does to ensure that her drugs are legalized, it's like, it's all within the realm of possibility. And so even though the, these movies are totally over the top, I like that they kept at least what the villains are doing, um, just kind of on uh, the, I guess a, a level of reality. I yeah. just, they put her in the middle of like Cambodia and these like hidden temples. And somehow someone went out there and built her a, a mini town. That's like fifties retro with a burger joint and like hair salon. Like it, it, that, that why, like why none of that is like, it's not funny. It's not like, it's not, I, I don't know. It just, it was just dumb. And a lot, yeah. Along with her robot dogs, like
1: the robot dog, thing, like honestly. It, it, oh God.
0: So yeah, that's that's what I didn't like. And so Julianne Moore as Poppy, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I just I don't know. I just didn't like her. I didn't like her being casted as Poppy. I liked Poppy. I liked the villain itself. I just didn't really like Julianne Moore. So okay. Dude, tell me about this, because this is this is this is something that I kept thinking about. So the whole movie they're worried about you know, getting people the the antidote for anyone who's taking poppy's drugs, right? And So whether, right, yeah. whether it's cannabis or crack cocaine, whatever it is uh, that's an illegal substance that people are consuming, they get sick. And so they need the antidote. So that's what everybody's concerned about. And yet the UK just got attacked, like missile attacked, things <laughs> blown up, structures totally destroyed, people killed, and nothing is said about it. Nothing. Yeah. It's like this this was one of the most glaring plot holes that I was so bothered by. Like the UK like, is, is literally I'm best, I'm under be- attack by an unknown foreign <laughs> entity and they're not doing anything about it. Like there's no like like none of the world leaders or even the leaders of of the uk themselves are worried about being freaking blown up by missiles like-
1: yeah. their, their tailor shop <laughs> is in the middle of london isn't it yes it's like make it very clear that it's in the middle of london not not too far away from hyde park as he as he drives there in the re- that they chase at the start but also i love how it, it it blows up like just just the building exactly did you see that <laughs> you see that as well yes and while the other buildings around it are still still standing there. it was was more as if like a bulldozer (laughs) just drove through (laughs) it more than actually hit by a rocket it was like what was that all about
0: i mean okay because you think about it right okay and this is this is a pretty big spoiler i guess because in the movie you do you do see that the kingsmen are attacked you see buildings blowing up and stuff like that but If you think about how many missiles it took to blow up every person that's a part of the Kingsman, so if it's a play on the Knights of the Round Table, there are 12 knights and you have King Arthur. Every single person died. So that means the UK was attacked by at least, at least 12 missiles. Okay. So why why is no one doing anything about that? They're all worried about the drugs. I hated that, dude. I was like, no one, no one, like, it, it just there would have been war all out war <laughs> not this not yeah. this you know secret service that nobody knows about trying to fight you know drug dealers that's, in cambodia yeah. so no
1: yeah I, I agree and also if she was selling drugs like the whole world why is it that just america were kind of like the only ones that seem like they were affected and it was somehow does that it was it was the whole world wasn't it that was affected? because oh yeah that's his, there's a lot of his drug users his,
0: here in the u.s <laughs>
1: yeah like his girl like his girlfriend was like what was she where was she from she was in she's from sweden it was swedish wasn't she? like yeah. yeah exactly so obviously it was affected worldwide it wasn't just america but yeah they focused on it was just america but <laughs> yeah those kind of things i think with this type of film you have you have to look over don't you yeah i suppose in some sense but no i, I mean, i'm with you i like i have some i that stuff does really, really bug me, and it was something that I did think about, especially like I say, the building literally just blown out as if it was like, a, as if it was just bulldozed out of there, um, it got just hit by a missile as well. But, um, and what as well is like, Mark Strong, oh yeah, my, uh, my address wasn't on the books. Oh, okay, that's good then. Oh
0: my god! Like, what's that all about? Yeah. Oh, just,
1: yeah. Man. I would interest trust him straight up. I'd be like, your address wasn't on the books. Yeah. Okay, let's
0: yeah. go. I, I know, I know, I know. All right, man. So tell me, tell, me what else, tell me what else you didn't like about this movie. I've got a couple other things that I do want to bring up.
1: Uh, I, uh, Elton John? What's that all about? <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh, dude. It's okay. It's one thing to have like a funny cameo and you show Elton John, you know, and he says a couple lines. But when he is in scene after scene after scene and everything that he is doing is is just silly – like henchman
1: but he did that like flying karate kick.
0: Yes. And so that's what I mean. So this movie instead of well, what it did with the first one, you know, to to separate itself from from the James Bond type spy movies but still keep it, you know, cool, stylish, you know, and then add all the funny jokes and stuff like that. With Elton John and all those scenes, this movie became more Austin Powers than,
1: you yes, know, than that's really Kingsman good. and yeah, definitely.
0: It, it was just silly. like, I, And so, yeah, so like when all those scenes with Elton John started happening, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Stop showing Elton John. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, dude, I seriously felt like I was watching another Austin Powers movie. That's what I felt like. So. <laughs> and
1: and the other thing that made that so funny is stop showing me Elton John. Oh, that's hilarious. But the other thing as well, and again, guys, spoilers and I won't go into exact depth, but the the level of death of people that were meant to be very close to Eggsy and how quickly he managed to get over it, and it was just like death after death after yeah. death after death. And you know what I mean? And it's just a bit like... It just was weird. Like, it just didn't... He just didn't seem to get affected by it too much. He did at, two, at the start, and then... And then old Berlin was like, oh, you will get time to cry a bit later. And then that is it. And then more people die and you're just like, oh. Dude, so yeah,
0: sort of I, I, I I'm I'm with you, man. So the one thing that I was really, really bugged by is how quickly they killed killed off Roxy. So Roxy, right. she's played by Sophie Cookson. She she was an integral character of the first one and so when you saw that she was going to be back in the second one I thought she was going to have a big role. And so mm-hmm. when they kill her off in the first 5 minutes and that's it like she's just gone I I did not like that at all. At all. Yeah. And so what 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 I was hoping, you know, because these these movies are very masculine, you know, they're going to appeal to a wide audience of men mostly, you know, just because of a lot of the just you know, a lot of the stuff that's in the movies, you know, the different scenes with girls, um, just the action, it, just the whole vibe of the movie. It's very masculine. And so I was hoping, look, you're going to you, you're you going to keep Roxy. She's going to be an important character. You're going to show that, you know, a female secret agent, you know, can hold her own, keep up with the mm. guys and they just kill her off. And then that's it. There are no more female leads. Yeah. You have Halle Berry but she's an analyst and you ba- barely see her, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't like that either. I'm with you, man. They're just killing people off left and right, man. They
1: were. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, and that stuff That's that stuff does really, it really bugs me because it just goes to show that they haven't, that what what they've got an interest when they're making this type of film, do you know what I mean? And, it, and it's not to have any sort of emotion or to have it sort of character-driven at all because he just, just every decision that Eggsy made, you know, when you had to um, plant um that tracking device as well. Oh yeah. Oh, that was one that was just so so cringe worthy that whole scene anyway but like the way like he rings up ring, rings up his girlfriend that apparently he's supposed to be completely in love with and then and then obviously has an argument with her over saying something that he didn't even need to do anyway and I was like he, but he doesn't need to do what he's saying he needs to do that's got him in this argument so I'm like what what well, how is this even formed like and he doesn't and he ends up doing it without having to do what the argument was about. So it was like that was just like so pointless. It was just they just wanted them to have an argument for sake of them having an argument and come up with a lousy excuse for it. And I was like, which didn't even need to happen. Like it was just loads of stuff like that. Do you know what I mean like just loads of stuff that just didn't need to happen. Didn't really make sense. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, dude, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Okay, so here's the one of the last things I wanted to talk about. So you see all these. A list name actors in the trailer. You know they show oh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. show Jeff Bridges. They show Channing Tatum. You know they show. Um, who else did they show? Oh, who was the new Arthur? Oh, My- Michael Gambin. You know yeah. uh, the guy that played a uh, um, Dumbledore. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You God, know, so dude. you you have you have all these you know big actors that are coming into the sequel of this movie, dude, and they are in the movie for maybe five minutes. You know. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum is there, and then he's frozen for the whole. Yeah, well, movie. I know how the bad is that. Movie.
1: I thought that's so bad. I was expecting him to be like, okay, he's gonna come and save the day now, or you know what I mean? He's gonna rock up now, do you know what I mean? Come, something like that. It's just a bit like a grand finale where Channing Tatum's gonna come out and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, like so, uh, no,
0: yeah. So you know, they bring, I mean, you know, they bring back Colin Firth, which I I did not like that they bring him back. I, I you know, that's one of my biggest gripes about movies today and tv shows you kill off an important character you know but it's not you don't really have the guts to actually kill him off you know and so you bring him back and they you know explain the story and how they bring him back and yada 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 and that's fine and they play it well into the movie and so yeah so colin firth he's probably the biggest you know a-list name actor in the movie now and he has a good a good role in the movie, but I just didn't like that they brought him back. And do you think, do you think this movie is kind of a weird movie for Colin Firth to be in?
1: I I think this one is, I think the first one was, was perfect for him in the sense of, because of the type of person that he is. Yeah. But if you wanted to try and dabble into something a little bit different, and I think it was perfect. It was a really good stepping stone for him. uh, But this one was like, he's, he's, you know what I mean? He's got a bit more respect and it just yeah yes. it was it just didn't uh, it just it didn't fit no this became too much like this this film is like more like in the realms of like transformers kind of film <laughs> oh, dude, Do you know what i mean and i'd good. never that's good. i'd never see imagine colin firth alongside optimus prime and that's kind of just what it, it felt like he just yeah it works in the last film this film is just ridiculous
0: yeah yeah. So, dude, those those were, I mean, among many other things, those were kind of my biggest gripes. Um, before, I, you know, I and I, I guess I'm kind of done with any, um, at least my portion of the review. Anything else you want to talk about the
1: movie? Um, I Here's a thing for you. I'm not, I think you might have seen my tweet, actually, though. But, you know, because Connor Firth has got amnesia.
0: Oh, really? Um, I, did, I didn't know that. Uh-uh. Oh wait! Well, it, you, oh, in the movie. Yes. Oh, in the movie. Yeah, In the movie. Sorry, <laughs> I in real life. Sorry, Harry. has
1: got amnesia. Harry, Harry's got. The, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Galahad, <laughs> best actor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the best actor ever. You remember his lines? Oh, <laughs> that that's mean? funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. But then, obviously, he has his breakthrough moment, doesn't he? And comes and comes back. Um, they actually pulled the uh, a piece of music from X Men: First Class. The score you know when um you know when magneto is um where is with um, charles and he's there having a the conversation and charles is like you need to like connect with your emotions and then he moves that big satellite do you, remember? do you remember that film i think so but
0: dude you uh, you have you have a much better ear for those things man i would have never been able to pull that out of the movie
1: straight away i was like because i love that score it's one of the reasons why i love Men: first class and I love I love that score. And um, and straight away, I was like, boom, that is it. So, yeah, go away, go away and um, try and find that scene on YouTube. And you'll you'll instantly hear it. it's the exact same piece of music, which Matthew Vaughn seems to like doing, actually, because using pieces of music for a piece of films, because the whole kickass score is actually um, a retake on the score that was used in the film Sunshine with Chris Evans and Killian Murphy. Um, it's a complete whole retake, um, retake of that, but which is cool. So he seems to not be afraid to to cross scores over from other films.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. That that's a good call, man. That's really good. No, I I don't. I would have to go back. One, I'd have to re-listen to the X Men First Class score, and then go back and watch this movie. But I'm I'm not going to go do that. I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
1: but no, I don't have any of. A, uh, well, I've got lots of things, but I think we covered quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah, no, I,
0: it, dude, this, yeah, gosh, dude, there, there's definitely going to be a third. I, I think here just in the U S alone, I think it made close to 40 million and it's opening weekend. So it was, it was number one in the box office. Um, but to, to be expected, it has been in the box office, uh, first place since it came out. And so, mm. yeah, there's definitely going to be a third. So we're going to go see the third one.
1: Yeah. But- <laughs> but what is it what's it going to be about like it's spoiler we've gone into spoilers now like did he look he looked stupid didn't he let's be real do you think he looked stupid with that hat I think it was the hat mainly who oh it's Channing oh
0: his cowboy hat
1: the hat the hat well it was more like a Charlie Chaplin hat thing that he had oh oh oh,
0: that's right at the end when he comes right 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 at the end to hint that
1: he's going to become like this this like hybrid American Englishman (laughs) Kingsman Statesman thing. Like, I don't know what that was all about. He did it. He didn't look good. He was, he's too broad and big to be wearing a suit like that. I think as well. And that Charlie Chaplin hat. Oh no, no, I'm not interested in the next one. I think I have to pull something massive out of the bag for me to be at all in the slightest interested in that. Cause I don't even know what's going on.
0: Yeah, dude. So I i mean, okay. So I, one of the last things that I, I have added to our reviews is like messages or themes of the movie. Dude, honestly, okay, so I thought I thought in the movie I'm like, okay, the the theme or the message of this movie they're going to tell all the audiences is, you know, don't do drugs, but I Shh. I I think it was quite the opposite actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly do. It was I don't know, man, this movie was so jumbled, it was so bloated, it was so just outrageous and silly that I honestly was not able to pull out any type of message or like reoccurring theme of this movie other than that it was just just silly it just was a silly movie more akin to austin powers than james bond
1: (laughs) yeah i agree it was it was silly man yeah i couldn't i couldn't put out any themes from this any any themes at all except from you can get over people that die no matter how close they are pretty quickly if you just freaking pretend it never happened that's for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be honest thought uh, it's insane.
0: All right, and listeners on those thoughts we're going to go to our final segment.
1: <laughs> our recommendation.
0: Okay, Ryan, um what is your backseat director's recommendation on Kingsman: The Golden Circle is it to go see it, maybe wait or no go?
1: Uh I would not recommend anyone to go see this film if I actually cared about them. <laughs>
0: And since we do care about our listeners, I'm with you man. <laughs> this movie is a no-go. Uh I you know, I haven't given too many movies a no-go this year and and I feel like I'm I'm pretty easygoing with movies, but this movie is yeah, awful. It, it really was and and I honestly will never see this movie again. So um, so yeah so we have one no go from Ryan and one no go from me and that is our recommendation and review of Kingsman the Golden Circle Ryan dude thanks thanks for coming on the podcast again man thanks I, you know, know, Yeah, I, I know I'm going to talk to you and Simon again soon we're going to record our what's hot episode uh, later this week um, but why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know if they don't know already how to follow you on online and uh, how to interact with you uh, you know, maybe get in, involved in those movie discussions we have
1: yeah um so yeah i'm uh, ryan from LifeOfFilms.com. it's just a movie blogging website where we just talk mostly um about all things films um and yeah just um, pop over give us a read we have twitter um, which you can get us on at life underscore of underscore films which we are live on that all the time me and andre are always chatting on it always getting in debates with people healthy debates of course. So of course, of films, course. <laughs> pop over to uh, pop over to the site or pop over to the Twitter and um and yeah and get involved. Yeah, thanks, Ryan.
0: Um, okay, listeners, thanks again for listening. Thanks for downloading today's episode. Uh, make sure to stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher. Uh, google play and any other podcast outlet that you may subscribe to and be sure to leave us a rating on itunes that is the one place that really helps the backseat directors podcast out so please leave us a rating let you know what you let us know what you think of the podcast and uh look for us uh uh, soon with our next podcast which is going to be the what's hot with uh ryan and simon from life of films um so yeah so thanks for tuning in thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. So many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh. So find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and
1: turn off your phone.